Welcome to episode 187 of The Trim Show. This is Sajid, and today I'm covering the digital marketing updates from the week of November 13th through 17, 2023. First up, uh, I have um, some insights from Danny Sullivan's on basically how people, most people are misunderstanding Google's, uh, you know, how they say, Google's advices. So, this was in a recent presentation where Danny Sullivan addressed a common misunderstanding in the SEO community regarding how search rankings work. He emphasized that the SEO industry might be misinterpreting Google's guidance and documentation. A key example uh, Sullivan provided was the widespread adoption of author pages and bylines based on the belief that Google algorithm prioritizes these elements. However, Sullivan cl- clarified that Google does not specifically look for author pages. The main point of Sullivan's presentation was the gap between Google's communication and the SEO community's interpretation. He acknowledged that Google needs to improve how it conveys its expectations for successful content. Sullivan urged SEO professionals to focus on creating people-first content, emphasizing the importance of trustworthiness and reliability in content rather than specific elements like author pages. Now, Sullivan also highlighted the challenge in communicating what Google looks for in content. He explained that Google's guidance is often interpreted too literally, leading to misconceptions about the ranking algorithm. For instance, when Google advises assessing a web page's trustworthiness, it does not mean the algorithm is specifically looking for features like author pages. Instead, it's, it's about evaluating the content broadly for trust factors. The presentation led to a significant shift in how SEO should approach Google's documentation. Sullivan presented presented examples of how certain parts of Google's advice are cherry-picked and misinterpreted as direct ranking factors. He encouraged more critical thinking and a closer examination of what is being advised, distinguishing between opinions and actual Google statements. Now, lastly, Sullivan called concluded by revealing that much of Google's recent update, doc, update documentation is a reiteration of decade-old decade advice. The core message has always been about creating helpful, people-first content. The difference now lies in advanced technology like AI and machine learning, making it plausible that these long-standing principles are integrated into Google's algorithm. Okay, folks. So what I just read verbatim is exactly what I've been saying in this show for the longest time, which is for all this time, it's like, you know, let's create helpful content. There are a lot of SEO gurus out there who are going to push what they know is going to make them money, but not necessarily true. I hope this was helpful and let's move on to the next update. So now Google has a new crawler called Google Safety. It's basically, again, you know, I'm not going to go into the details. All I'm going to tell you is that Google Safety crawler, basically um, what it does is it plays a critical role in Google's process of identifying malware and is unique among special case crawlers. Unlike others, Google Safety crawler completely ignores all robot.txt directives. Its primary function is to crawl for malware in publicly posted links uh, on Google properties. The full agent string of this crawler is Google safety. Okay. Uh, If you see this crawler now on your, uh, what is it called? In your web logs. Now you know what it is. 
Okay. Next up, Google has a hidden gems ranking system. It has introduced the hidden gem ranking system, a significant update aimed at promoting authentic content buried within forums, social media, and blog posts. This update is distinct from the helpful content update and has been part of Google's core updates for a few months. The hidden gems algorithm is designed to identify content that offers personal insights and experiences which might have been challenging to find in search results previously. The hidden gems update is not a classification system, but rather a method to highlight content perceived as specially helpful. This content often resides in unexpected places, such as comments in the forum thread, posts on lesser-known blogs or articles with unique expertise on a topic. Google's approach with this update is to make these valuable pieces of content more accessible to users. Initially, there was some confusion about whether this update was live and its relation to the helpful content update. However, Brad Kellett, Senior Director on Google Search Product and Engineering, clarified that the Heaven Gems is its own algorithm and ranking system separate from the helpful content update. This initiative is part of a series of ongoing updates, not just single change. So basically, if I were to take this all you know, together and I will tell you like, you know, remember, you know, some blogs and some web pages have uh, uh, systems for commenting, especially on WordPress. I think this is where it's going to come very helpful uh, if you turn your website or open, if you open your website for commenting, right? Again, Google is going to rank, Google is going to look for it. I think Google is also coming in from another angle where, you know, it's saying, you know, we need to compete with OpenAI. Now, I don't want to go talk too much, you know, on theory and what I think, but I feel like, you know, this is a good chance for you to incorporate if you have regular visitors have them interact give them feedback and basically it allows you to surface up okay next up is google search console introduces a new robot.txt report uh it's the new feature replaces the older robot.txt tester tool this report is designed to provide webmasters with detailed insights into the robot.txt txt files found for the top 20 hosts on their site it includes information about the last time these files were crawled by google and highlights any warning or errors encountered during the process this update is particularly important for business owners and digital marketers who rely on google search console to monitor and optimize their webs website's performance in search results. The robot.txt file, as you know, plays a crucial role in controlling how search engines crawl and index a website content. By providing a more comprehensive report, Google aims to make it easier for site owners to identify and fix issues that could affect their site's visibility and ranking in the search results. Next up, <clears throat> this is something that came out of the federal antitrust lawsuit. Nothing really update, but just I thought I should drop it in there. Google pays Apple at least last year. They paid 36% of the search, Safari search revenue, which amounts to $18 billion. Yeah, that's correct. $18 billion. That's what Google is paying to Apple to say, hey, uh, please keep us the default search engine. So just to show how much money Google is spending to stay the default search engine. And the second thing is, um, you know, obviously how Google is turning around and charging us small business owners or, you know, us advertisers and we charge our business or, uh, business clients uh, because, you know, they just jack up the cost of click. Anyway, uh, so as you know, it's no longer the uh, the best product that wins. It's all about who is getting paid what. It's modern day bribery, I guess. It's called partnership. 
Okay, Google's take on topical authority. So in the realm of SEO, the term topical authority has been a buzzword, often causing confusion amongst professionals and business owners alike. Google's John Mueller recently addressed this topic, providing clarity and refreshing perspective. The concept of topical authority emerged from SEO community's interpretation of Google's approach to authoritativeness. Again, let's go back to the first one, right, update. Uh, it suggests in, that by creating an interlinking content around a specific topic, uh, a website can gain topical authority in the Google eyes. Imagine a website dedicated to sustainable living. The site regularly publishes in-depth articles, blogs, guides, and videos on topics like eco-friendly, home practices, sustainable products, renewable energy, and environmental conservation. Over time, the website becomes a go-to resource for information on sustainable living. However, Mueller's advice is straightforward. Don't worry about it. The key takeaway from Mueller's response and the article is that while Google does look for signs of authoritativeness, there is no specific topical authority metric or score. Good content naturally gains authority due to its quality and relevance to user queries. The idea of linking related articles for the sake of gaining topical authority is overthinking what is essentially a best, basic best practice in content organization and site architecture. In conclusion, the concept of topical authority while rooted in valid SEO practices is not a revolutionary tactic. It's a common sense approach to creating and organizing quality content. As Mueller suggests, rather than getting caught up in buzzwords, focus on the fundamentals of good SEO practice. Now, folks, that's twice in the same episode. The first update, and this is, I believe, the update sixth one, we are pretty much talking about the same thing. Stay away from fake SEO or fake SEO professionals, SEO gurus. Okay, uh, Google has introduced new structured data for educational video. The only thing you should know is the primary goal of this update is to enhance Google search's ability to understand and categorize educational video content more eff effectively, thereby providing users with more relevant search results. The new structured data for learning videos enable Google to display rich snippets in search results. These snippets can include information like the target, target education level, the type of video, such as an overview or a solution-focused piece. The feature is currently available in English on Google Search globally, both on desktop and mobile platforms. It appears for searches related to academic learning and educational content. Now, the technical requirements for this feature include a minimum video duration of 30 seconds, and the video must be publicly accessible without any login or subscription barriers. The structured data must be present on the page where users can view the video directly. And with that, also Google is saying, now they have a Google added a Google Search Console report, uh, adds learning video rich results data, okay? <clears throat> uh, Learning videos are specifically designed for designed for students and teachers, encompassing a range of educational levels covering various concepts and skills. The the latest update in Search Console, Search Console allows users to track the performance of these learning videos as as a search appearance in the performance report. This means that content creators can now get detailed insights into how their educational videos are performing in Google searches. Uh, the inclusion of learning video rich results in performance report is a step towards in understanding the impact and reach of your educational content on the web, if you don't have it on your YouTube, I guess. Now, YouTube has mandated AI tags, mandated tags for AI-generated videos. Uh, it's basically purposes to obviously enhance transparency and viewer awareness, and that's all you need to know. Uh, 
Next up is YouTube is easing copywriting cl- copyright claims process for creators. So before it used to send separate emails for each copyright violation. Now it's going to kind of group it all together, send you one, help you tell you where this is all happening. So it's easier for you to find. That's all you need to know about this update. Now, TikTok has unveiled a new measurement metric called Engaged View Through Attribution. This metric aims to provide a deeper understanding of how TikTok ads influence user conversions. EVTA tracks conversions that occur after a user views an ad for at least six seconds, even if they don't click on it, and then makes a purchase within seven days. This this approach acknowledges that the path from ad exposure to conversion isn't always direct. Uh, this is something that has always been um, there in YouTube and Google ads. So I'm good to see that, you know, TikTok is kind of introducing it. TikTok's introduction of EVTA is part of its broad, broader effort to improve conversion tracking. The platform recognizes that that traditional last-click attribution method is often undervalued. Um you know, a recent report revealed that this method underestimated TikTok's conversion by 73%, missing 79% of the purchases influenced by the platform. EVTA combined with other recent ad measurement tools offers a com- more comprehensive view of how TikTok ads lead to customer engagement and sales. This is correct. Last view, uh, last click attribution models can actually give you very wrong results because sometimes people can... Uh, see an ad, then they can go away, come back from another device. And this is one of the reasons why Google does very well because Google has a bigger ecosystem. But nevertheless, good to see that TikTok is jumping on this uh, engaged view through attribution uh, model. Meta is partnering with Amazon for seamless shopping on Facebook and Instagram. What this means that uh, Facebook... uh, that will allow Facebook and Instagram users to purchase Amazon products directly within these apps. The integration is designed to facilitate one-click purchases by linking Instagram and Amazon accounts, offering a seamless shopping experience without leaving the social media app. It's a win-win for, I guess, Instagram and or Meta and Amazon because now you can do, of course, you know, um, the new feature will display real-time pricing, prime eligibility, delivery estimates, and product details on select Amazon product ads within Facebook and Instagram. Um, the development, while not entirely groundbreaking, as in as in app purchase are already possible, marks a significant step in enhancing the convenience and efficiency of social media shopping. Remember, like TikTok did the something similar with WooCommerce and Shopify uh, last year or earlier this year. So this is where it's going. Uh, it's good, but at the same time, you know, there is a lot of privacy concern in how much data that, you know, and shopping habits um, Meta is going to be able to get. Uh, but, you know, what the announcement says that there is going to be limited data flow, uh, but it could drive more engagement with Amazon ads on Facebook and Instagram. But we'll see what happens with that. If you are sell, if you have an e-commerce pro- provider, or not an e-commerce provider, if you're an e-commerce seller, you should go ahead and check it out. Lastly, Microsoft Advertising has a new alert system for policy violation, aiming to inform customers more promptly when their ads, keywords, product offers are disapproved. This change involves sending more frequent email alerts, often within 24 hours of a violation. These emails titled Notice on Violation of Policy, Ad or Ad Component, detail the rejected content and provide insights into which accounts under a manager's customer account are affected. Okay, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything uh, to be in the know. This is your Sajid signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.